Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you here on 1150 KKNW. New York Vinny hanging out with you on this Saturday morning where we find ourselves at the end of another year. It's Drive Time Radio. Thank you so much for listening uh, this morning. We thank you for always listening to this uh, little radio show that we put on every Saturday morning. It talks about cars and life and life with cars and so on and so forth. This morning it's our annual award show. Every year I kind of go through all the cars I've driven through the year, both on the street, on the track, press fleet cars, and so on and so forth, and come up with the top five cars that I didn't uh, want to give back. See, I, I worked a little backwards in this whole thing. Um, I, like most people that do this job, you know, they come and they take a video, and they kind of, you know, they, they go through the car and everything like that. Well, a long time ago, I decided that I always felt bad when they would bring me like a, you know, a, 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 a Datsun 240Z, let's say. I mean, not that they bring those anymore, but, you know, some kind of or a Corvette or something like that. It was jubilant when they brought the car, but the toughest thing in the world was to see the car go. There were some cars that you just didn't want to give up. So I used to take videos. I still do take videos of them. Not bringing the cars. We're taking the cars away and how bad I feel when they take these different cars away. And so I figured, why should my awards be like everybody else's? So I came up with the top five cars that I didn't want to give back. Top five drive time road test cars that they had to literally pry from my fingers when they send these two big guys in these uniforms to come switch these cars these five cars they had to drag me out of. I, I was like calling them up. Uh, you know, they come 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I would say, well, you got to come at 5.30 or something like that because I wanted like an extra 15 minutes driving the car wherever I was driving. So that's what we're going to do for you this morning. We'll have some runners up on our annual awards show. We'll also have our, our, a musical guest. Our car song of the week is back. We'll do that a little bit later as well. But, Michael, why don't we uh, bring in the, the orchestra and let them start our award show off. That's right, you can't have an award show without an orchestra. So time now for the drive time. Top five cars I did not want to give back. So very simply what we'll do here is... Uh, I've driven, let's see, I, I counted them up. I've driven 97 cars this year, I believe. I might have missed one or two, misplaced the uh, sheets, but, but I drove 97 or so cars this year. You know, 50-something uh, of my one-a-weeks, and then uh, through various other events and so on and so forth, the total comes out to 97. And they're all kinds of cars from, you know, the the Mitsubishi, the, the low end of the Mitsubishi, which not to say it's a low end car, but, you know, it's kind of the least expensive car out there, or the Toyota Yaris, or the Honda Fit, 
all the way up to your, uh, you know, your $150,000 cars. All up the whole range. SUVs, cars, station wagons, a couple of small trucks. Got a chance to drive a good cross-section this year. The only thing that I lacked in this year was electrics. I did not get the chance to drive um, uh, the number of electrics that I want wanted to, and that's part of the reason why we've relocated to Seattle as opposed to staying in Pittsburgh, is because it's just tough to get electric cars to be brought out to Pittsburgh, and I think it's such an upcoming segment of the automotive business that I wanted to be in the Northwest, in Seattle, not only for myself, but to be able to drive, uh, you know, the number of different electric cars that are on the way and will be coming out. Uh, you know, Volkswagen has them out or, or is under customer putting one out. Every manufacturer will have an electric car out uh, in the not-too-distant future, and some of them even, like Toyota and Honda, will have different uh, alternative fuel cell cars out as well. So uh, part of me coming here was to be able to do that, be able to drive more electric uh, and alternative fuel cars, and this is a place, Seattle, where uh, it, they consider it to be probably the hottest electric car market besides uh, Los Angeles or San Francisco. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have the figures in front of me, but I remember reading in some um, immersion I was doing to car stats that Tesla that Seattle was a Tesla's second largest market. I don't know, again, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but that was just some kind of hearsay. Uh, I will check that out, though, and see, but I believe that Tesla is, is um, Seattle's Tesla's second largest market. So we'll go through these cars. I'll give you some of the cars also that I drove that I liked that didn't quite make the top five, but we will have the top five for you, the top five cars that I did not want to give back this year. Now, one of the ones that almost made the list that I thought was uh, an excellent, excellent choice to just, you know, it was between one car and this car for being on the list, and I really wanted to include this other car on the list. So the 2020 Kia Soul X-Line did not make the top five, but as a runner-up, it would be number six. Uh, just a spectacular car, great utility, great price. This car sticker price, the Kia Soul X line, was $22,615. And to be honest with you, it probably do just about everything that a $35,000 SUV will do, except, pro you know, except it doesn't have four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. But other than that, the Kia Soul, for my money, was without a doubt, in the uh, in the top five. Except for the fact that there was this other one that kind of edged it out a little bit. But I did want to give that an honorable mention, as I did want to the Alfa Romeo Stelvio Ti Sport all-wheel drive. The Alfa Romeo SUV could be the most exciting SUV besides the BMWs to drive out there. What a spectacular 
piece of machine Alfa Romeo has come up with uh, 44745 bucks. But man, oh man, what an incredible SUV. It gives you performance. It gives you great feeling, a great road feeling. It is a well-designed vehicle, and it's a looker. And anytime you can drive a looker, you're driving a good car. All right, we come back. We'll start off cars number five and cars number four after the break right here on Drive Time Radio on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... Could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Welcome back to our annual award show. It is the top five cars I did not want to give back this year. And uh, again, we are here on Drive Time Radio in the beautiful city of Seattle, hanging out in New York with you. By the way, I hope you had a great holiday. Santa was good to you, brought you everything you wanted, maybe even a new car. Maybe for like most people, maybe like one of the new car seat covers or something like, you know, or a new car wash kit or something like that. Although I did understand that a few people did take my suggestion last week and uh, bought a couple of LeMay uh, Auto Museums memberships. So thank you for that. That's a good uh, institution that it deserves your support. All right, let's start it off. The number five car on the list was certainly one of the most exciting cars that I drove in 2019. Now, I only spent a day in the Toyota Supra, but if I had spent any more time in this car, they probably would have had to claw me out of the thing because it was... Well, it was everything you wanted in a sports car. It had looks, it had power, it had sound, it had everything. Toyota fans waited a long time to see the Super name back on a sporting Toyota, and the folks that designed this two-seater made it worth the wait. Now, it's got aggressive looks, the engine tune, the notes. The Supra is designed to satisfy the automotive fan. Not just the person who wants to drive something to work and back, but the person that gets in their car and enjoys getting out on the open road and pushing a little bit. I spent a few hours driving a Supra around the track at the Monticello Motor Club in upstate New York and then the winding country roads of Sullivan County 
and I did it in a way that you really detest the car sometimes, in the rain. Now, the track part wasn't on the rain. It closed the track, so we took the cars out on the street just to move them around a little bit. And it, the Supra was spectacular in both environments. Its six-cylinder BMW engine provided all of the power that you would need on the street. And not only a feel of that power in the seat of your pants, that, that torquey way that when you hit the gas, your butt kind of goes down into a little bit, but in, uh, in your ear as well, the note, the engine note of the Supra was one of the most exciting sounding cars I drove all year. And a big part of the experience for car people is how it sounds. And the Supra hits all of the notes and provides enough power with this 335 horsepower engine to keep you interested even if there's no manual tranny yet. Now, word is that there's supposed to be a manual transmission coming for this car, but right now it's just the eight-speed automatic. On the street, the Supra carries itself well. It gets stares from people who have not seen one gurgling through their neighborhood yet. And then you hit the switch for sport mode. You get past the darkness at the edge of town, out onto the open road, and the perfect 50-50 weight balance and rear-wheel drive made the Supra the most engaging car I drove all year. That's why it makes the five you don't want to give back list at number five. Now, number four also has BMW blood in it. A lot of it, too. The BMW X, excuse me, M850i X-Drive. So you, you can't even say it. The BMW M850i X-Drive is the first thing you do this car when you hit the lottery, okay? You want you bought your ticket, you saw that your Powerball number comes up, you call up the 24-hour hotline at BMW, and you say, send one of these to my door. Matter of fact, send one for me and send one for my wife, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, whatever, right? There's going to be classics and special models that you'll buy later, but this is the car you want to show up at the lottery office with. It says, I made it. I did something so good that I rewarded myself with this car. Unlimited luxury, speed, stability, all wrapped up in a package that comes with graceful lines along the sides, an aggressive front end, and a very aggressive rear design. Some say maybe too aggressive. I happen to like it. It looks like it reminds me of a kind of a, a cheetah or an animal it's got its back on its haunches, and it's ready to spring. You know that, 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 that you see it on the Wild Kingdom and stuff all the time with a cheetah and the, the tiger sitting back, and it's the rear is all bunched up, and then all of a sudden, pow, they go, right? That's what the BMW M850i X-Drive reminded me of. And, and it's really what it does on the road. You slip out on a summer night, you drop the top, you find a road that let you watch the sun go down as you're driving along. You find seriously Sinatra on the XM satellite radio, and you're cruising, man. You are going along so beautifully, so wonderful, because this car, as you're driving it, takes you away from the mundane. It takes you away. It's the difference between driving that small car and driving something that allows you to relax in traffic, that allows you to feel like I'm, I can disconnect myself to a certain degree 
from all of the traffic. I still got to pay attention. And the BMW has maybe the finest suite of safety equipment in it. Uh, it even parks itself. You put you push the button, the car will, you know, the wheel starts to move and it parks itself and everything. So it's got all of that. But while you do it, I turn the radio off for a couple of minutes and listen to the sound of 523 horsepower moving 4,000 pounds of car along like it's an iron butterfly. And the M850i also carried with it another bonus. And this is the second title uh, that I give besides being one of the top five cars that I didn't want to get back this year. It is, without a doubt, the big and tall sports car of the year. So if you're a big guy like me and you want that sports car feeling, you want that feeling of driving something that's better than just the mundane every day, you get yourself into this $115,000, excuse me, $131,000 worth of a BMW, and you feel like you're driving a much smaller car. It's really a spectacular ride. Uh, as I said, $131,395 as I tested it. And it was a car that, um, as I said, if you get a chance to drive one, rent one, have a friend with one, Go for a ride, drive it around the block, take it on a country road. If you win that lottery, after you call me and thank me for telling you to buy this car, then you can go out and buy yourself one, and um, and have, or buy me one, actually, and have some fun. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back with, uh, oh, we have lots of good stuff for you. We have car number three, car number two, our song of the week, and... The car that I did not want to give back this year, the number one car that I did not want to give back is Drive Time. I'm New York Vinny, right here on a Saturday morning on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. No matter how you say it, cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Attraversate soltanto al segnale verde, mai nel mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Geht darüber de gas, norden, wenn es green, nicht ergeht zwischen den mitten vom block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner is clear and wait and wait until you see the light turn green don't cross the street in the middle 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 of the block don't cross the street in the middle 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 of the block make us part of your daily routine alternative talk 1150 you're listening to drive time radio with new york Vinny. 
Welcome back to our Saturday morning Automotive Soirees, Drive Time Radio, special edition this morning, the year-end edition, where we uh, kind of go through and research and pick out the five cars that I didn't want to give back this year. I'm going to give you that weak press loan, let you drive it, let you evaluate it, let you talk about it. But then at the end of the week, you have to give them back. And these are five cars. Actually, we have a few more than five here because we've been touting some of the other ones as well. It didn't make the top five, but yet we're on the edge. Could have easily made the top five if we didn't have the five that made the top five. Does that even make any sense? They would have made the top five if they didn't have, if we didn't have the ones that made the top five. They were close. If I did a top ten, they'd be six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But I don't do a top ten. Because that gets ridiculous. Top five is a nice number. Five seems to be a good number. So, although, I guess the Santini brothers might say that seven would be a good number as well. But if you remember seven Santini brothers, somebody out there is going, hey, I remember those guys. Another one of the honorable mentions uh, as we get back to the top five in just a minute was the uh, Wrangler Unlimited Rubicon. I drove uh, this back in January. And if you're going to drive a Jeep, January is the perfect time to drive a Jeep. I drove it up to um, upstate New York for breakfast at a place that's open like two months a year to eat breakfast. And it was snowing and it was sleeting and it was horrible. And, you know, it was all the way up uh, off of Lake Erie in New York. And it was, oh, it was brutal. But the Jeep, the Wrangler Rub- uh, Rubicon Unlimited performed admirably. Never a slip, never a slide, never a uh, uh, a section of road that it didn't want to tackle, whether it was on the throughway or as I came back through, um, you know, some of the smaller roads, the side roads, and so on and so forth. So we'd have to give the Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Rubicon four by four an honorable mention as well. Now let's get back to the top five. Number three is one that you probably are not going to get to drive. I hazard a guess that most people in our audience are not going to get to drive this one, although I suspect that some of the folks that listen to this show may get a ride in one at some point. The Ford Police Interceptor Hybrid made the list on a number of levels. And I know that it's not one that they gave me for a week. This is another one that was a one-day car. So we went out to this event in the Meadowlands in New Jersey on a rainy afternoon to uh, drive this uh, brand-new hybrid police interceptor that Ford has come out with. Now, obviously, if you look around, you see that Ford has kind of cornered the market on police vehicles, uh, once uh, Chevy gave up, really, a lot, uh, you know, General Motors gave up a lot of their police business uh, when they weren't going to bring the Impala in anymore. Uh, you know, Ford definitely picked up that slack. Now, again, Chrysler and Chevy still make police vehicles, police spec vehicles, but Ford is a clear leader, especially. In this, um, in this hybrid technology. So the Ford Police Interceptor Hybrid made the top five on a number of levels. Number one, 
Uh, and I was happy that it was raining when I got to drive this car because I got to drive the car in adverse conditions, everyday conditions, much as I'm sure that the police have to drive them. It was pouring rain out, so we get into the um, we get into this thing. And the first thing is they first take us out in a regular sedan, the Fusion Police car, which I guess is going to be going away at some point. Uh, or the, it was the Taurus. No, it was the Fusion, I believe, that they took us out in. Uh, but then we went from there into the Interceptor, which is a Ford Explorer that's specially uh, equipped with a number of different things that are pretty uh, pretty awesome, actually, especially for the police. The thing that was most impressive to me was they have a thing where you're sitting in the driver's seat and you're looking at the dashboard, and if somebody sneaks up around you or behind you, a light goes off on the dashboard, the doors lock, and it's, it alarms you. It starts beeping so that if you're a uh, police officer out on lone patrol, you know if somebody's coming up to ambush you. It's kind of a shame that we have to put these types of things in cars these days for people. And I suspect uh, in some places this will probably become an item that they'll sell over the counter. But it was uh, it was really interesting to me to see them demonstrate it and to sit in the seat and see, again, what the police have to do. But extra cladding, extra uh, bulletproof cladding. So this car... This hybrid now weighs a ton because they put more equipment in it, but yet it may be one of the fastest cars that I've ever driven. Don't let the hybrid fool you. Uh, the the specs on this thing with the hybrid, the standard uh, hybrid features, uh, really put it in a place where it was as fast as some of the older police cars with the, uh, you know, the 440 uh, V8 engines or the 396s or the old highway patrol cars, I had to guess that this thing would have beat them out and was much safer. As far as handling, special, again, specially equipped uh, fortified suspension in these cars, specially equipped steering uh, these cars handled like a sports car, even in the rain. No slide, the safety equipment, the anti-lock braking, the steering equipment, everything. It all worked together to form this, this perfectly comfortable vehicle for your local police to work in. And I'm sure that we're going to see them on the streets of Seattle uh, if they're not there already. This was a few months ago. I think they actually have hit the fleets already. But again, um, with all of the uh, all the stuff that's going on in automotive today, I don't know that they trust electric, totally electric police cars yet, but this is a nice alternative to save cities money and to also be able to uh, give their officers a comfortable vehicle that can pursue other vehicles on the highway or, if need be, go into the streets 
especially in a place like Seattle has such small streets, and negotiate the different streets and different um, things that it has to. So I put that on my top five list because I would love one of these for myself. I would love a car that would go that fast, be a sport utility. Now, they have sport versions of these SUVs coming out, but I still don't think they're going to be spec exactly like the Chicago-made police interceptor. So kudos to Ford for placing this one in the top five. And again, I did not want to give that one up. So that was a, a spectacular vehicle to drive and a spectacular vehicle uh, to also, and I, and I got to be honest with you, and this is a video, if you go to my Facebook page, I put a video up. I kind of like the idea of throwing on the lights and siren every once in a while. I don't know why I really enjoy driving police vehicles. But there's something about, I don't know, old ones, new ones, there's something cool about them. So there was that little bit of factor in there, too, is that I like the police vehicles. But the reality is, is that it's, uh, there's a lot of development in this area to make these vehicles safer, not only for the police officers that have to drive them and have to work with them every day, probably their most important tool besides a gun and their brains, but also uh, for the public. Because a safer vehicle for a policeman means a safer um, pursuit if they have to go through that. I mean, you've already seen the commercials. I think in, in the future we're going to see that police have an ability to shut a car off that's going down the street. But until that day happens, uh, their vehicles have to be equipped to make maneuvers in tight spaces that many of us are never going to be able to make. And I'm hoping actually one day to get to uh, do a piece about the school where they train the police officers uh, to drive and do the pursuit work, because that's always been fascinating uh, to me as well. So that's number that's number uh, three on our list. All right, uh, number two. And this was a real tough time with this one, but number two is a Jeep. This is one that was waited on a long time by people in the pickup community, people that love pickup trucks, people that love Jeeps. Waited a long time for the uh, people at FCA to come out with uh, a Jeep pickup, but this year they finally pulled the trigger and they did it, and it has been nothing short of a success, but the uh, the uh, Jeep pickup Gladiator Rubicon 4x4 that I drove this year was nothing short of spectacular. If you want a pickup and you don't want the big barouge pickup, like uh, you, you, know, you have to go with a Ram or a Silverado or something like that, you don't want all of that pickup. The Jeep Gladiator gives you a nice alternative. It's smaller than the other pickups. It's more easily, I think, maneuverable than the other pickups. It'll take whatever you want to throw into it up whatever hill you want it to go up. 
And it's, uh, I think uh, they have designed this thing and opted out for fun. I don't think I had a more fun week all summer is when they brought me the, um, the Gladiator and we removed the tops and just drove it around all week with no top on, just topless. Driving around, having fun. It rained one day, but the, the interior is set up so that if it rains on it, you just take a cloth, you wipe it off, and you're good to go. I thought that was pretty cool. And it, it was just, it was fun. I think that's the thing that impressed me about the Gladiator Rubicon more than anything else, is it would do the job. Uh, took it off-road. I took it, drove it up to uh, Lake Chautauqua, took it off-road. It went up any hill I tried to get up with it. Came back down any hill. With uh, It has uh, sway bars in the front that disengage if you're in too much of an angle. Has great ground clearance. Has skid plates. So you can go through just about anything you need to go through off-road and still get a sense when you hook those sway bars up of a decent ride. Matter of fact, it may be the best riding Jeep I've ever driven. And I've driven a bunch of really nice riding Jeeps. But this one had all of the equipment that you needed with the uh, Gladiator Rubicon package so that it was a well-mannered and comfortable car on the road and an animal. An absolute animal when you got it off the road. If you're a hunter, if you're a fisherman, if you are somebody who wants to get deep into the woods, deep into the country, deep into nature, and know that you'll be able to get back again, uh, the Jeep Gladiator Rubicon is, um, I thought, was worth every dollar of the $57,370 that you had to pay to get this baby. So, uh, number two on our list, the Jeep Gladiator Rubicon 4x4. Uh, I think they're probably a little rough to get right now uh, because they are in such high demand and will probably stay that way for the first year that they're out. But certainly... A vehicle that will, uh, especially in the package that uh, that I had, that had the um, just about everything you could get in it in that Rubicon package, uh, will keep you engaged for a long time. It's comfortable to drive. Uh, yeah, you got to climb into it. You have to put your foot up to get into it, but not. Overly, uh, you know, you don't look overly crazy trying to jump into the thing. Spacious back seats. Great stereo system. Um, good pickup bed. Solid, you know, enough to uh, throw whatever you're going to have to throw back there. You don't need the bed and that thing, the step bed to come down. I mean, it's a, it's a little high, but it's a Jeep. And again, it uh, the off-road performance, uh, it... I mean, maybe the only thing that equals it is a Land Rover as far as going off-road. And I think maybe the only pickup truck that might come close to it is the uh, Toyota Tacoma. 
which is uh, something that a lot of people um, like to go off-roading with and see a lot of them if you go to off-road parks or places like that. The Toyota Tacoma seems to be a popular one as uh, as well. But the Jeep Rubicon, head over uh, head over heels, uh, the, uh, the best pickup truck, I thought, of the entire year. All right, we got a musical guest coming up for you, our cartoon of the week. We will do that with little Steven and the Disciples of Soul coming up, and we will also have our number one car. I did not want to give back. Any guesses as to what you think it is? If you follow me and follow the show, you may have an idea. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York City right here on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seat belt snug. Give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. The National Safety Council says seat belts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And back with you on the uh, annual award show to five cars I did not want to give back this year. We got the number one car coming up, but what would an award show be without a musical guest? Right? I mean, you got to have a musical guest if you're going to have an award show. So we bring, we're bringing back this week our Drive Time uh, Cartoon of the Week. This week, Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul uh, released a new album. It's just Summer of Sorcery. And Little Steven decided to write a car song and put it on the album. And he also kind of freaked me out a little bit because I have a favorite uh, saying I say to people, well, hey, what do you hear, what do you say? Something I picked up from an old Jimmy Cagney movie, Angels with Dirty Faces. Well, I guess little Steven was watching the same movie because when you hear the song, you'll know what I'm talking about. But here's this week's cartoon, Superfly Terraplane from Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul. It may be the only car song written this year. I hadn't heard one other one besides that usually we do we go we delve back into the uh into the old stuff you know but then figure what the heck if there's a little contemporary music and people are writing songs about cars contemporarily then we may as well uh, take advantage of that as well so little steven and the disciples of soul and the album is summer of sorcery and it is a superfly terraplane all right it's drive time radio here on uh, Alternative Total 150 KKNW, we're doing our top five cars of the year. The top five 
cars that I did not want to give back. You can always go to my Facebook page and see what I'm driving this week. As a matter of fact, I am driving the Lexus US 200, which is uh, a small little hatchback SUV-type vehicle. It is uh, quite nice, Uh, actually. Maybe a little underpowered, but yet quite nice. And that is uh, an, an orange. The final car of the year is an orange car, and I like that. But to recap so far, what we have at number five, the Toyota Supra. Again, uh, a beautiful car uh, that uh, Supra and Toyota fans have waited for to be uh, put back into production for years, and it does not disappoint. At number four, uh, the Ford Police Interceptor Hybrid. We didn't have a price on that one, but uh, a great car, uh, a great tool, and a great opportunity to drive one and put yourself in uh, the, uh, the the driver's seat of a police car is what I had earlier this year. And in the um, afternoon that I spent in that car, I got a chance to see how far and how advanced police cars have become. And when you now couple that um, power of, uh, you know, 300-plus horsepower, I think it was 360 horsepower, I think, combined in a hybrid, uh, you see how fast and how advanced that technology has come along and become. So, number four, the Ford Police Interceptor Hybrid. You can't buy one, but I'll drive one for you. At number three, we have the BMW 850i X-Drive. The car that says that you made it. It's a spectacular car, a beautiful car, a lovely car to look at, an even better car to drive. $131,395 is what it retails for, but I'm sure if you run down the deal with $130, they'll probably uh, give you one. And then number two on the list is the Jeep Gladiator Rubicon Pickup. So many people have waited for a Jeep pickup for so long since they went out of production back in the 90s. They're back, they're popular, and they're great. It's just a spectacular pickup that gives you all of the power, all of the torque, all of the pull of the big pickups in a smaller package. And I think that that small pickup segment of the market is going to grow and grow substantially over the next 10 or 15 years. All right, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, the number one car that they, I mean, oh, when you talk about having a prior car out of a guy's hands, what one car that I drove this year do you think that I did not want to give back? We'll have that car for you when we come back on Drive Time Radio right here on Alternative Talk 1150. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed, 
could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Got the band in the background. A little Saturday morning cartoon music. Don't hurt anybody, right? Yeah, Oh, Michael, back in the studio. My producer does such a great job back there. Michael, give your a stand up and be noticed by the audience here for a second. Michael, get a chance to acknowledge uh, everything he does to make this show happen. And uh, coming up in the next year, we will, uh, of course, be out in the streets with you live. You'll be able to come down and see us at a couple of different places. Uh, we're working on a few different things to have you uh, come out and do meet and greets and some stuff like that up in Seattle. So it'll be uh, a lot of fun to get out and meet people. you got car show season coming up here pretty soon. You know, usually we'd all be getting ready to go to Detroit uh, for the car show there, but they've moved that uh, North American International Auto Show from uh, January to I think it's June. Yeah, I think it's June. So we don't have that. Uh, there's going to be an award ceremony where they will award the NAC toy or the North American Car and Truck of the Year. Uh, that'll happen next week, I believe, right after the Consumer Electronics Show uh, gets going. Down in Vegas, everybody will flit off to uh, Detroit for that. But it won't be what it was Um uh, you know, just uh, last year, where everybody gathers in Detroit, we'll go, you stay a few days, get some of the Detroit hospitality, and then get out of town, you take a look at the cars, now we'll go in the summertime, or in the springtime, I guess, and I guess they feel that that will be um, a cooler thing for Detroit, and a cooler thing for the people who don't have to go there in the uh, dead of winter, although I actually kind of like Detroit in the dead of winter. You know, it's kind of peaceful and quiet and cold, and you get around, and there's not a lot of people hanging out in the street. It's just it's a, it's a great city uh, that's undergoing uh, a renaissance. All right, time now for the number one. I wish we had some kind of orchestral fanfare here for this, but we know, so we'll just uh, jump right into it. Again, I told you I drove 97 cars this year, 97 different cars. Um, the list of contenders was 22 cars long of cars that I absolutely did not want to give back. And I know you say, well, you know, why would you want to give back any car? Uh, but when you have another one coming down the pike, you got to give it back. So uh, there was a number of incredible cars. Uh, that list, that 22 list of uh, contenders was, was really the creme de la creme. And again, my caveat emptor there is that I did not get a chance to drive many of the electrics. If you remember last year, my top two cars of the year, top two 
uh, of the cars I did not want to give back was uh, the Kia Stinger and uh, the Chevrolet Bolt, which is the little electric Chevrolet. Both cars that were distinctive in their categories and raised themselves above and beyond the Chevy Bolt, an electric car for people that uh, needed distance and wanted good performance and reliability. But this year we took a different tack. This year we took a performance tack. They put me in, they delivered to me one beautiful, sunny summer afternoon. I walked out of my house and into my driveway, and there was a bullet Mustang. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with what a bullet Mustang is, it is a Ford Mustang that is designed to uh, replicate the Mustang Fastback that Steve McQueen drove in what most people say is the greatest car chase in a movie of all time. Now, I think that the one the French Connection is a little bit better, but there was something about this car that not only said fast car, not only said great automobile, not only said Ford Mustang, not only said Icon, um, but there was something else about this car. There was a, it was a throwback, if you will, to a time that we're probably not going to see much anymore. A, a V8 rear-wheel drive with a stick shift with loud mufflers. It was a car that if you were from that era in the 60s and the 70s, you got in this car and it immediately swept you right back there. But it had everything that you need today. In the safety systems, the braking, the steering, all of that stuff. But it also... It also had this spirit. You know, Steve McQueen, to many people, symbolizes uh, a young star who left us way before his time. But yet his image and his, his, uh, his, his, everything about him endures to today. And that's why, combined with the name, combined with the car, it was fantastic. It wasn't as fast as a Cobra. wasn't as fast as a, as a Shelby, uh, the GT. But I'll tell you what, dollar for dollar, the Ford Mustang Bullet Edition was a car that well was worth the number one car of the year that I did not want to give back. That will do it for me. I will see you next week if the laws will in the creek don't rise. Right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.